honestly, just like be yourself out there, have fun and don't be afraid to be judged or be afraid of like, you have to fit into one mold. Everyone's their own unique goalie. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon, and this is the show 100% dedicated to the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, it is my job to track down the best goalies, the best coaches, best trainers, really anyone who could help you become a better lacrosse goalie. We're going to have chats about how they learn this position, about things that you can take directly from their game and incorporate into your own game. My guest on the show this week is Johns Hopkins female starting goalie, Kat Garvey, a.k.a. Keeper Cat, who got her start when she was in third grade, and she's now starting for the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays and playing really well. We talk about a lot of different things from her experience as a soccer goalie, what that taught her to how she learned this position, who she learned from, and some tips along the way. Great episode with this Florida native and current grad student at Johns Hopkins. Please enjoy this conversation with Kat Garvey. Before we begin this episode, let me read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own upcoming Lacrosse Goalie Summit 6. Way back in July 2020, I had this great idea. This was peak quarantine, and the idea was let's bring some of the best lacrosse goalie coaches in our sport together, have them give free virtual training sessions via Zoom, and let all the youth and myself and the coaches and the lax goalie rat moms and dads learn from the best in our sport. And thus was born the Lacrosse Goalie Summit. And if you have attended one of the last five events, you know these events are awesome. It's the best goalies, the best coaches in our sport, all giving you free, absolutely free. You can show up and attend these virtual coaching sessions for absolutely free. It's going to be amazing. It's March 28th through April 1st. You can get a free ticket at GoalieSummit.com. GoalieSummit.com. You can also see the full roster of coaches. We've got 12 elite coaches. I'm super excited. I hope to see you there. Once again, you can get a free ticket at GoalieSummit.com. If you want to purchase access to the replays, once you sign up, you'll be able to do so. It's under 100 bucks, which is insane value. If you think that a lot of lacrosse goalie coaches charge $100 an hour for their time, this is over $1,200 of material for under 100 bucks. Free ticket, GoalieSummit.com. Please enjoy the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to welcome to the show Hopkins goalie, Kat Garvey. Kat, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is going to be tons of fun. Well, I always like to start with um, the story of you jumping into goal for the very first time. Do you remember that? So, yes and no. Um, I feel like it was, a very, it was very long ago. It was, I think, third grade. Um, wow. I my whole soccer team decided that we were going to try out lacrosse as like a little <laughs> off season training. 
um, and she played goalie in soccer. And I remember one of our early games, they're like, you play goalie in soccer. We'll just throw you in cage in lacrosse. Um, and I, I don't know. It was a little, a little different. Um, soccer goalie and lacrosse goalie, pretty different positions, but kind of the same mindset and same idea. Um, and I guess I liked it enough to stick to it. And here I am, however many years later, still doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. The whole soccer team's like, we're going out. We're going out for lacrosse. Try, try something new. Um, I would say that being a soccer goalie, probably the most, it probably taught you about positioning, right? Because I feel like angles and positioning is very important for a soccer goalie, also very important for a lacrosse goalie. Uh, were there other elements that you learned or that you took from your soccer goalie experience into lacrosse goalie? Yeah, so I feel like... Um one that really helped me is like not being afraid of the ball because like in soccer, like you're, you're kind of throwing yourself behind the ball at all, at all times to try to like save um, shots. Um, so yeah. that really kind of helped me younger that I know a lot of younger goalies kind of struggle with that. Cause obviously it sucks to get hit with a hard rubber ball every once in a while. Um, I think another thing that it helped with was like later on, I guess was communication um, because in soccer goal, you have to direct your defenses a lot and you're always having to talk. And I feel like that kind of helped me become more comfortable with that as I kind of grew and developed as a lacrosse goalie. Yeah. Interesting. It probably helped with your mental game too. I mean, getting scored on in soccer is like even more devastating than lacrosse. So lacrosse, you're going to yeah. get scored on 15, you know, 15 times a game, let's say, um, or, or maybe less, maybe more, but as a, as a soccer goalie, I mean, you give up two or three goals and that's, that's a poor performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. It definitely like put it in perspective for me, I guess. Like when I was younger, like going into lacrosse, letting in a goal from like going from soccer is like, dang it. But now I guess it kind of lightens up the pressure knowing that like you can, I guess, have some mistakes um, and your team can still rebound. Yeah. So how did you go about learning how to make saves, uh, as a young, as a young athlete in, in lacrosse? Yeah. Um, so my fifth grade coach, um, he's from the Maryland area. So he was pretty like well-established with lacrosse and, um, his brother played college goalie at Maryland. I believe I'm not hundred percent confident in that. Um, but he really like Coach Reifler really taught me a lot of drills and would take me out and practice and do like teach me how to step and do my body positioning and how to hold my stick right. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really grateful for him to kind of get me started. And then as I moved on to middle school across my my first goalie coach, her name is Eli. Um, she was a college goalie at a local division two school. Um, and she really kind of helped me jump from like the the basic beginner level to more like of an advanced level. Um, and being in Florida, there's not really many like knowledgeable goalie coaches. Um, I would say there's maybe like a handful, at least I know of in central Florida. So a lot of it growing up was Googling like goalie drills, the cross goalie drills. And if I'm being 100% honest, like I was looking at lax goalie route when I was in like middle school, like trying to figure out different drills that I could do. Um, so that's like really awesome to be able to have those internet resources, I think, especially for God hotbed people. Awesome. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you found my stuff and now you're on the yeah. show and now you're on the show. It all comes full circle, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole idea with my site is that like, I know exactly, I mean, growing up in California in the Bay area, like I know exactly what it's like not to have good training, good, good goalie training or, or even access to resources. 
Um, and it's growing, like it is growing tremendously. So to say that, like, it's not, you know, just, there's a lot of great goalie coaches now in the Bay area. I'm sure there's great ones in Florida. Like there's great coaches all over, but it's still, there's still a lot of kids that need that, um, need those resources. And so that's what I'm all about. And that's what we're doing right here, creating a great resource. Um, what was it specifically that you learned that took your game from like that level just to the next level? Was it, was it something specific? Um, I honestly think it was like specialized goalie training from an actual goalie, mm-hmm. um, like doing like real legit goalie drills and having real feedback from someone who had experienced that goalie position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really big into like asking for stuff that I could do on my own and do extra stuff. And I feel like doing extra drills and extra, um, I guess, self-help on your own outside of your club practice and like your school practice is really kind of what gets you from like basic to more advanced levels, um, at least from my own perspective. Yeah, that's a great point. What, um, what do you like to do to get better these days? Is it, is it a lot of those drills, wall ball? Is it just take shots? What's kind of your, your training regimen? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I, so I kind of try to feel it out, see like how I'm doing in practice and in games um, and see what my needs are that I need to be, that need to be fulfilled. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of, so I have some teammates that I'll like grab after practice and do extra shots on um, most of the time though, like when I'm home and away from maybe people that can shoot on me, I do a lot of tennis ball work with my mom. She played, she played tennis. Um, so she hits balls at me and I get to do like quick reaction stuff um, and a lot of hand eye stuff for sure. Um, one of the, um, sessions in, uh, at the last, last goalie summit is like a hand-eye coordination session. And I actually listened to it on the flight back from Florida. Um, and that was really helpful, um, for different individual stuff that I could do. Yeah. Awesome. Jay Fulco, coach Jay Fulco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was great. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you caught that session. Um, did, do you play tennis? Just your mom. Just my mom. Oh, she tried to get me to play. I could never figure out how to keep the ball in the court. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because, um, you know, uh, Drake Porter. Yeah. 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 So he did a session in the last goalie summit and someone asked him like, where do you see the lacrosse position going like in the future? And Mm -hmm. he said, um, a lot like tennis training a lot like tennis. And you even see it with a lot of goalies these days, like, the way they kind of, there's this move in tennis where when someone's getting ready to serve, right, you do a split step where you kind of like jump up, rebalance your weight. And then when you land, you're ready to like explode in either direction. And you kind of see lacrosse goalies doing that now. We're like, I don't know if you do it, but like kind of when you change arc, just like doing like a little hop to get set in your stance. Do you do that? Uh, sometimes, um, sometimes my coaches are like, you need to stay stationary, stay set. But honestly, I feel like everyone's like their own unique goalie and there's not one specific style that works, um, for everyone. And I feel like you should kind of let goalies have that freedom to do what they feel ready to make saves doing, you know? So like if getting set and doing that, like splits gets you ready to explode to the ball. And I feel like, um, do what, do what makes you happy, you know? Yeah. That's hundred percent. My philosophy There's so many different goalies, each with their different set of attributes. Mm -hmm. Some are short, some are tall, some are stocky, some are thin. Right. And, um, you got, you got to play your own game and, and sort of find those goalies that you can model your game after. 
Uh, I'm curious for you, like who, who are those goalies? Who, who do, who did you kind of learn from? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, um, Eli Delisle, who was a division two all American goalie in, um, at Rollins college in winter park, where I was from, um, she was like one of the first lacrosse goalies that I ever like watched and like, I guess, like looked up to, and she was like really active and ran all over the field and picking off passes and stuff. And in high school, I definitely really tried to model my game after that because I just viewed that as more fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously Devin Wills was like the first like mainstream, like active women's lacrosse goalie. Um, growing up, I used to like get so excited when the U.S. national team would come to Disney World, do their little like um, tournament and do a clinic. Um, and I guess also once I got into high school, um, watching Kaylee Waters on UNC, she um kind of her story about how she didn't really like play and start all the time, but would get thrown in in big moments and still be amazing. Um, I kind of really loved seeing that perspective. Um, and I guess still to this day, I, I still watch tons of different college goalies and try to like learn from my peers because I feel like you can never really stop like looking up and learning from others, like, and always being a student of the game. And I just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoy like watching others and seeing what, what is working for others and what may not be working from others and see how I can, can incorporate that into my game. That's awesome. I love doing that too. I love watching, I love watching goalies and just, I mean, I love the sport so much and just watching goalies and it's just, it's so much fun. Uh, but that's cool that you're able to do that. Do you watch tape of yourself as well? Um, so if I have a core game, I would say that I, I um, definitely focus on the film a little bit more. Um, but yeah, obviously, like getting broken down at, uh, at our film sessions with the team, I definitely watch that. Um, I'd say I, I honestly watch other goalies more than myself because mm-hmm. I get so self-critical to the point where it may be a little bit negative at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of balancing that and like figuring out a healthy um, kind of balance and being like smart with that. Definitely. Yeah. Love it. Um, how did, uh, what was the recruiting process like for you? So in high school, you know, you start to get some attention at, at lacrosse, I guess, first question, at, at what point did you say like, all right, I'm all in on lacrosse. So the summer between seventh and eighth grade, I believe, Mm-hmm. My parents are like, okay, you need to pick club soccer, club lacrosse, because obviously you can't do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally, I literally thought to myself in my head, I should have known I was going to go into like math and science. I was like, which one statistically do I have a better shot at being successful in? And I was like, I'm going to pick lacrosse. Um, <laughs> so that was, um, that was kind of when I chose that. And then I started going to the IWLCA recruiting tournaments as an eighth grader because there wasn't a goalie for um, my club's high school sophomore team. Um, So I guess one of my first tournaments I played at afterwards, my coach was like, yeah, like coaches were asking about you. And I guess that kind of like changed my perspective. Like, oh, I could actually like take this somewhere. I could get an education through lacrosse. Um, Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I guess, sprung me forward into wanting to go into recruiting and looking at schools. Um, but being from Florida, it's tough. Like, um, you have to travel like by yourself to tournaments with your teams. Like my parents never really got to see me play club. Um, I remember one school I was looking at, they, I was at the camp and they were like, Oh yeah, we don't really recruit girls from Florida. Um, so that was kind of a tough pill to swallow. Um, and also 
I, I played on three different club teams throughout high school because of numbers and having like clubs folding and having to find new clubs. So it was definitely a challenge, um, for me, but I'm lucky that I committed, um, before my sophomore year or either sophomore or junior year to Hopkins. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm really grateful that I did because right after my, my club team that helped me get recruited folded. So, um, it was definitely kind of an experience in and of itself. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what would you recommend to those young athletes in a place like Florida nowadays, if they're, if they're, you know, considering if they want to play college lacrosse? So I would say that um, it's definitely grown so much since six, seven years ago when I was looking to get recruited, like some of the best people in the country, like Caitlin Wurzberger are from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely feel like it's a lot more like coaches are a lot more open to recruiting girls from all different areas, but honestly, like there's resources out there. Like, especially if you can't find like a goalie coach, you can, you can use the internet. Like it's all like, honestly up to you and to reaching out to coaches and like taking it on yourself. Um, and obviously camps are where a lot of the recruiting is done. So identifying schools that you like, and you are interested in, and really making an effort to reach out to those coaches and get yourself seen because no matter where you're from, you're going to be a sick lacrosse player if you like put your heart and soul into it. So um, obviously don't let where you're from kind of hold you back. Yeah. hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. Um, especially these days with the internet, right? Like you can put together a little save tape and montage and, you know, kind of use that as your resume to at least get your foot in the door, right? That's not, you're not going to get recruited based off of that, but at least you get your foot in the door and then maybe like they send somebody to a tournament or you go to a tournament where they're at. So. Yeah, um, actually for Hopkins, they were the first school I talked to. Um, and that was because I sent Janine Tucker, the head coach an email with my highlight video and she happened to watch it. And, um, I guess the rest is history. I, I got to talk to her and, um, I think that that was cool that they, she actually took the time and effort to watch the video I sent her and, um, that actually sparked her interest. So, that and is then you cool. can get a little media uh, work in build it, making your own highlight videos. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And did you make that video? Like, did you edit it and everything? Yeah. I, I did it on iMovie on my laptop. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you know, if you're a young kid, like creating, if you don't have an Instagram, like creating a lacrosse goalie Instagram mm-hmm. and just putting little clips and, and videos of, of you is uh, a really important thing I think nowadays yeah 100 percent. I see so many young goalies doing that and that wasn't really a thing back when like I was getting recruited but I think that's so cool that you can use social media to kind of build your brand and get your name out there yeah one kid just emailed me I think he's like nine or ten um and he created an Instagram account and it's lax goalie rat junior and he wanted (laughs) (laughs) wanted to make sure I was okay with that I'm like yeah man go for it that's awesome that is awesome. So I'm going to, I'm going to shout him out, uh, <laughs> make sure people follow him. Um, what was it for you about Hopkins that, that, that was so intriguing? Um, I honestly think it was the family atmosphere of the team. I remember on my first visit, like all the girls wanted to like get to know me and were asking me questions. And I felt like really welcomed in, um, not that other schools didn't have that, but I just felt like it's like an instant connection with all of these girls, many of which I was so young that they wouldn't have even been my teammates, but the culture was so strong that that permeates through each class. 
Um, and also Cece, she's like a second mom. My, my family felt comfortable, like, I guess, leaving me with her because she like has so much experience and is such a great human being. Um, and I guess the last thing that kind of got me into Hopkins was the academics. Um, I, I'm, I'm an, I'm a grad student right now studying, um, epidemiology and the school of public health is definitely like the best one in the country. So, um, getting into a school that kind of gets your foot in the door for a future career is, was really important for me in my recruiting process. Of course. Of course. That's a huge, I mean, let's be honest, not everyone's going to play like very small percentage of people go on to play professional lacrosse. And even if you do like the financial state of the situation is you're probably working, probably doing something else as well. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the education is a huge factor. Epidemiology. What is that? Something to do with the skin? Um, That's people always say that it's actually the study of the spread and transmission of disease. Well, that's very fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the times. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's really interesting. A lot more math than I anticipated initially going into it, but, um, kind of working hard and getting through it. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you're entering, I guess your final season, final lacrosse season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. how's the squad looking? Um, we're, we're a pretty young team this year. Um, mm. In all honesty, um, I think on offense, we're having, we're definitely looking at a lot of fresh faces. Um, thankfully, um, our defense, we have two stalwart defenders back um, that I love leaning on. Um, they've been with me through the past four, three years. Um, and then, yeah, our middies are looking really fast. So um, I'm really excited to see. I think this is going to be a whole new brand of Hopkins lacrosse that we're going to see on the field this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it how it goes. Awesome. Um, I can't wait to watch. I uh, I've never been more excited about an upcoming season than I am than I am this one for for a variety of reasons. But uh, it's going to be so much fun. So I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Um, I was going to ask you. Uh, you know, last last season, big 10 goaltender of the year. Congratulations. It's awesome. Right. Do you feel a sense of pressure coming into this season now knowing that like, you know, I had this great season. I've got to, I've got to replicate it, if not surpass it. Do you feel a sense of pressure or no? So I've thought about that a lot. Um, I guess the answer is, I guess, yes. And no, um, Yes, because like, obviously, like you, you don't want to like fall down after like going in like an upwards trajectory, but mm-hmm. also like each season is its own individual like unit. Um, last season was kind of a little bit different because it was COVID, um, completely different team. We had a total veteran defense. Yeah. Um, this year, I'm kind of going into it as like making the most of like every game and every moment because it being my last year, I just kind of want to have fun at this point and kind of yeah. do it like for the girls. And it's, it's our coaches last year as well. So, um, I'm just, I'm just out there to kind of have fun this year, try to like loosen it up and not put so much pressure on myself to be, um, to be the best again, I guess. Nice. The last dance, yeah. the last, the last dance. <laughs> All right. We have to do a little, little Netflix documentary at Hopkins Hopkins program. Did you, did you see the Jordan, the Michael Jordan one? So I haven't actually. You haven't seen that? Oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. 
put that on your put that on your Netflix list to to watch. I will. I will. Uh, but that's a great attitude. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it, ironically, you know, when you focus on having fun and just being in the moment, like as goalies, you're loose, and when you're loose, like you play mm-hmm. a lot better. So, um, I think that's a good attitude to go into it. I also like what you said there about each season, like being its own, I forget the exact word you said, but like it's, it's, it's own animal. It's so interesting. Cause yeah, it really is. Now, as I think back to my uh, years of playing college lacrosse, like every season was different, whether it's like, you know, the dynamic of the team, like some of the underlying themes and, and just, it's just so interesting. Now, like each season is, it is this unique beast and you got to approach it that way. All right. Um, what about, you know, what are you doing right now? Um, over the summer, did you guys, did you do some camps? Were you like taking shots, doing some drills? Like how did you prep to, to for this season? Um, so I actually took a little bit of a break from lacrosse over the summer. I didn't touch my stick for about two to three weeks just because like college lacrosse is such a grind. Um, and I think it's really healthy to set that, like, I guess time away in order to not get burnt out, especially if you want to play like in the long run and make it all the way through May. Um, But I really tried to focus on coaching a lot this summer because I feel Mm -hmm. like coaching and like developing fundamentals in youth players and young girls really kind of helps you like remind yourself like the fundamentals. Um, And like I getting to demo for those goalies, like it really kind of helps you break down and from like all the fancy stuff that you add on, like as an elite level athlete to really get down to the the nitty gritty and the basics of the position. Um, And I feel like that, that has kind of helped me um, throughout the years over the summers for sure. And then also, as I said, like the the tennis ball work with my mom, um, one of my favorite drills to do is actually, I have like an eight pound sledgehammer that I do is like a weighted resistance. And I'll like try to like build strength and build that quick speed using that um, sledgehammer. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, obviously it's important to keep, um, keep a healthy mental state about lacrosse and then not yeah. necessarily blow yourself out every, every like opportunity you have. Um, it's obviously tough in Florida because there's not as many shooters. So, um, kind of have to be creative in your own ways for getting better. Yeah. So there's a lot of good points you just said right there, but breaking them <laughs> down, like, you know, if you ever feel yourself losing passion for the game, um, it's time for a break. It's time for a break. Cause like you said, like, you know, not even just college lacrosse, but just being a goalie takes a toll on you. And sometimes like your body just needs two to three weeks of no shots. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a very important point. And then I love what you said there about like coaching because you're right. Like in order to, un- in order to coach, you have to understand something at this, like whole. in order to explain something, you have to understand it at this like deeper level. Um, And I, and I say this to kids all the time too. Like, even when we talk about like the mental game, right. It's like, it's really hard to coach yourself. It's Mm -hmm. really like you, you go through this mental, mental struggle and you, you, you like, what you, it's hard to say the thing you need to hear to yourself, but all of a sudden you say, Hey, what would you say to a kid who's going through that same thing? And they're like, Oh, well, I'd say, I'd say, just be relaxed, focus on the next shot right? It's easy to, it's easy to coach somebody else, but when you do that, you're also coaching yourself. So, um, I love that point. Thank you for bringing that up. It gets me fired up. (laughs) Um, well, cool. Um, any, like, 
any unconventional things that you do to train as, as a goalie or, or is it pretty much, you know, pretty much all things that, that we, we could probably think of. Yeah. So, um, I love that you brought that up. I, um, starting two years ago, I, there's, um, like a little like workout room that I don't know if I'm actually allowed to be going into, um, on campus, <laughs> but they have like speed bags for like hand-eye coordination and jump ropes. Yeah. Um, and I, I discovered it and I, I would go in and I would do speed boxing for like hand, like hand, the eye and like quick hand motions. Um, and then I joined a boxing gym this past summer. Um, nice. and I did a lot of like boxing workouts and cross training, um, to kind of like build all like cardio and also hand speed, um, and footwork. And I feel like that that has really helped me develop and grow, like, and get better without actually like doing lacrosse and getting burned out. Um, Love and it. I guess like, it's good finding different ways to get better while not, like not necessarily doing lacrosse, because I feel like that's how you can grow. Um, and stay fresh as long as you can. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Is there a certain element of your goalie game that you're really working on improving right now? Um, so right now I'm focused on, um, staying patient. I feel like obviously in drills when like people are faking and, um, especially in shooting drills where there's not necessarily defense, a lot of times attackers are throwing tons of fakes in and I feel like I bite on either the first or the second fake. Mm. Um, so I, I catch myself like even today in practice where I was like, okay, stay patient, stay ready, um, stay focused and not necessarily like jumping on the first fake, um, because that can get you out of position really quickly. Yeah. Patience is a, is a huge thing, not just on fakes too. Cause sometimes you see goalies like you know, they don't really like pick up where the ball's going. They just know, like, I got to move is when they shoot, like, mm-hmm. I got to, I got to go, I got to, I got to move. And mm-hmm. so like, they'll go just the wrong way. Or like you get that double, you know, that double move. Um, and just, if you can teach yourself and train yourself, just to, like wait that extra fraction of a second and be confident in the fact that once I, I pick it up, I can explode to it. I think you make more saves over time. Um, for, for the outside shots on the inside shots, sometimes you got to do that, read them and beat them and, and, and go. Um, so awesome. Um, what about like, did you ever go through a stretch of rough games or like a slump? And, um, if you did, like, how did you, how did you dig yourself out of that? Yeah. So, um, two games in particular come to mind are our two Michigan games that we had this past season. Um, for whatever reason, I just wasn't really seeing the ball very well in those games. Um, and I remember at halftime of both those games, I wasn't really like, I was kind of behind in like the stats of like save percentage and our, we were still winning, I believe, but it was a closer game than it should have been. And I remember I'd be like, okay, so that happened. Um, not really doing our best right now, but, um, I really try to focus on like positive self-talk and not, and if I do have a negative thought, just shutting that down immediately, so one thing I have is like this trigger phrase that I always tell myself, I'm like, see the ball and I take a deep breath in and I say, attack the ball and I take a deep breath out. Um, and I feel like helping controlling that breathing kind of helps even and keep your calm mental state. I love it. I'm going to do it right now. So it's see the ball, attack the ball. Boom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Having some sort of trigger like that resource, some sort of reset routine is I think something every goalie needs and it can be whatever you want, but like some sort of phrase, a deep breath. And even like, I don't know if you do this, but some sort of physical 
uh, move as well, whether that's like checking the pipes or like tapping your helmet or, or something like, um, do you do that? No. Um, not really. I mean, I've, I, before every game, I kind of try to stretch out a little bit, um, and goal to try to loosen myself up and get any jitters out. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I'm, I'm a very mental goalie, I guess. So it's very much like keeping your calm, like taking a deep breath when you, you feel yourself getting a little bit worked up. Um, I feel like that's what really kind of helps me get through those situations. Yeah. It's, that's, it's a tough situation when you give up, you know, three, four goals in a row. And especially when it's on some shots, you're like, man, I should have had that one. And then you give up another one and you're like, man, I should have had that one. Um, so is it just the breath for you or are there, are there some other mental uh, mindsets or exercises that you have to kind of, kind of stay in the game? So, um, when I do have those moments where I can't really see the ball, when we have the ball in offense, I really try to focus on like watching the ball and getting dialed in. And sometimes I'll even have like one of my defenders, like pull me aside and like, kind of give it to me straight, give me a little pep talk. Mm. Um, but honestly, like, I feel like in those situations, you just got to get back dialed into watching the ball because when you have like a good focus and seeing the ball, then you can really do anything in my, my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my game day routines is like when I go to class that day, I would just be carrying around a ball. Right. And just, you know, throw mm -hmm. it up in the blue sky yeah. and fo and then like catch it and just, you know, just like have this intense focus on the ball. And I think you should do that. What you said, uh, you know, focusing on the ball on the other end, I think you should do that regardless of whether you're in a slump or mm -hmm. not. Like I would always get really nervous when, when I lost track of the ball. So like, I'm, I mean, well, I was like a hawk watching that thing the entire game, but I think that's a very good tip. Very good tip. What is your, uh, it, talking about like being a, a leader, what would be your advice to a young girl, young goalie, uh, in terms of being a leader of the team? Um, okay. So I would say that, um, as a goalie, it's kind of inherently built into the position that you are a leader. You're kind of seeing the defense from a different perspective and seeing the field from a total different perspective. Um, so I would say as a goalie, like the most basic thing you can do as a leader, as a goalie is help your defense out by kind of telling them where the ball is. That's step one. Mm -hmm. And once you feel comfortable doing that, then you can kind of adjust and be like, okay, telling the girls who are on ball, like which way you want them to force the attack. Um, and obviously I feel like tone is very important as a goalie when you're communicating to the D because you're not going to be in like a frantic, like, I guess, aggressive tone when their offense is really far out and moving the ball around, but you obviously want to be like more direct and more, um, assertive when girls are coming in. And I'd say finally, like, don't be afraid to say it how it is to your defenders. Like they want feedback from you and they want to like understand what you're seeing because what you say to them can kind of help them improve. And that in turn helps you play better. Yeah. Love it. Would you say Kat that you have like a very loud assertive voice out on the field? Um, I'd say not exactly. Um, I actually growing up had, um, I'm kind of a quiet person. Um, that's kind of my personality. I'm kind of quieter. So I had to kind of take it as, okay, I have a lacrosse alter ego where like, I have a bigger personality than like maybe off the field and kind of 
my volleyball coach in high school called it slash cat. So when I like enter like the field or the court in volleyball, like that was like my alter ego that like I into a different person. And that kind of helped me like feel more comfortable, I guess, like being more outspoken and being more like vocal and more, I guess, a more assertive leader. I love that so much. Yeah. I, lo- I love that so much. I, it's something I've heard a couple goalies say, uh, there's a book called the alter ego that I read. And it's like, it's exactly that concept. It's like, you have the ability to step into this other character. Right. And if, if mm-hmm. you're shy slash cat is not right. Slash cat is, is loud and aggressive and has fun. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So you can really embrace this character. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that so much. Um, I think all young goalies should have, who are struggling with like a certain element, you know, whether that's nerves or whether that's communication or, or something like, you know, create that alter ego that you can step into. And when the eye black goes on or when you put on your socks, right? Like that's the, the character you are. So I love it. I love it. I saw a picture of you, uh, uh, on Instagram, you got the good sweats tucked into the socks. Look, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. Look. Sweep, sweep yeah. in the storm, right? Or sweep, sweep in the goal, sweep in the uh, really hot right now. <laughs> um, I, uh, when it's cold out in those, in those February, May games, you gotta, you gotta kind of layer up. Um, yeah. But obviously like when it's hot out, like, I don't know, like I feel like shorts are the way you gotta go when it's super hot. Cause I'd rather be like comfortable and loose than like sweating my butt off, like in yeah, cage, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I tried to always wear sweats unless, unless, yeah, it was like a summer game during the day. And in mm-hmm. which case, yeah, you got, you got to go shorts. So, uh, what about your stick setup? What do you, what are you using these days? I use, um, an STX eclipse two head. Um, and then I actually just changed shafts. I think I have, is it called like the side tie or whatever? Side tie, yeah. Maybe, um, I use a goalie length shaft. Um, I kind of like prefer the longer shaft being a taller goalie um, for that extra length for chasing out wide shots or picking off passes. Um, I just kind of feel more confident. I've always played with a longer shaft. Um, I know a lot of people use attack length, um, mm-hmm. but I'm just used to the goalie length and I figured I might as well keep it consistent in the last year. Um, I also use 12 diamond mesh, um, East coast mesh. I feel like that's what I feel most confident using. I mean, once you get like a confident stringing setup, you definitely want to stay, stay using that. Yeah. And do you string up your own heads or do you have someone else do it for you? Um, so my goalie coach from when I was in high school, um, I send my strings down to him. Um, his name is Tori. He's, um, he's in Orlando. Um, he's a great guy. He really kind of helped me develop my clearing game, um, kind of in high school. And that's really translated to college. Um, and I guess that also is tied to how he strings the sticks. So, um, nice. he also strung me up a rain stick this year. So I'm really excited to try that out with some wax mesh. So I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out. Oh, nice. Awesome. How did he help you, uh, with the clearing game? And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of young girls guys too, for that matter, but I get, I get it more from the, from the young girl goalies about like, they really have trouble with the clearing game. What, what's, you know, how would you, um, what, what advice would you give them? Um, so what he used to do with me after all of our individual sessions is he would get a trash can out in the field and he would just stick it out and he would have me throw clears and to, to get them to land into the trash can. So work on my, like, I guess my accuracy 
and also being able to like lead people and lead over defenders. Mm -hmm. So that's a drill that I still do like to this day when I'm on my own, like even when I was up at Hopkins last summer, I would pull a trash can from the side of the field out into the field and practice my clears throwing into the trash can. Um, and that's honestly helped my clearing game so much because it's helped me get more air under the ball to be able to throw it farther and also feel more confident that I know the pass is going to go where I would want it to go. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it is the confidence, you mm-hmm. know, and whatever you got to do what to, to build that confidence. A lot of times it's, um, it's hitting the wall, right. And just, just being yeah. confident in your stick. Uh, but then like, you know, so then when you got that confidence and now all of a sudden you see like a girl's, you know, has a two or three foot step on her defender. Like I've got the confidence to, to make yeah. that pass. Right. Whereas before mm-hmm. you might not. And then all of a sudden you're panicking because someone's on you and it's this whole thing. So yeah. All right. All right. That's a, that's, that's really good. Really good tip. Um, well, awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kat, for coming on the show. Tons of fun. Um, like I said, I'll be watching you play this year. Good luck in your guys' upcoming season. Games starting pretty soon, huh? A couple of weeks? Yeah. Our first game is February 12th, so I'm really pumped. Nice. February 12th against? Um, VCU. VCU. All right. Well, like I said, good luck in the upcoming season. Um, thank you for coming on. And if you had to leave the Goldies out there with uh, with one final piece of advice, what would that be? Um, I would say, don't be afraid to be true to yourself. Um, everyone's their unique individual and their own unique goalie. And I think that's one of the beauties of the goalie position is it lets people kind of express their own unique traits and unique, um, abilities. And I feel like, honestly, just like be yourself out there, have fun and don't be afraid to be judged or be afraid of like, you have to fit into one mold. Everyone's their own unique goalie and just um, be yourself. Very well said. Kat, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That's Johns Hopkins starting goalie Kat Garvey. Awesome to hear her story and how she ended up as the starter on the Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Who's watching her this year? I've been watching a bunch of lacrosse, college lacrosse, more on the men's side than on the female side, if I'm being honest. But I have been watching a lot of female lacrosse as well. It's amazing. It's like a different sport. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to learn some of the rules. But thank you to the Lax Goalie Rat audience for, uh, for helping me out in that endeavor. Remember, we got the Lacrosse Goldie Summit 6 coming up March 28th through April 1st. If you are a lacrosse goalie, there's really no reason why you shouldn't be signed up. We've got 12 elite coaches. I guarantee you're going to learn something amazing to help out your game, and it's free. Lax Goldie Rat, uh, no, sorry, Lacrosse Goalie Summit 6. To get signed up, you're going to want to go to GoalieSummit.com, GoalieSummit.com. I hope to see you on March 28th. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well, and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.